You're listening to Ari Snapshots. Each fortnight, we chat about the science behind the weeds, tackling herbicide resistance, and bringing you the latest information with experts in the field. Ari Snapshots. This week, we're chatting with Dr. Catherine Borger. She's a research officer at the Department of Primary Industries and Regional Development, and we're going to be chatting about a couple of nasty weed species, broom and ryegrass, and some results that are coming out. But first of all, how are you, Catherine? I'm great. Thanks, Jess. Now, can you tell us a little bit about this research that you're doing into these weed species? We have a five-year GRDC-funded project run by Dr. Gertie Gill at the University of Adelaide in South Australia. We're looking at a range of different weed species just to find out some of the basic ecological facts. There are lots of weed species out there where we don't have a good understanding of their population growth rate, their seed set, their ability to shed seeds at different times, their suitability for harvest weed seed management. So those are some of the things we're investigating. It's a pretty massive project. (laughs) It is. There's a lot of weeds. It didn't actually include annual ryegrass, but we know a lot about annual ryegrass, so we've stuck it in, so we've got a point of comparison. Yeah, very nice. Because ryegrass is Australia's biggest weed. We know that from Rick Llewellyn's excellent GRDC survey on weeds in Australia. We've got a lot of ryegrass and it's still our biggest resistance problem. But broom grass is catching up really fast. Yes. If you ask the farmers <laughs> about broom grass 20 years ago, they might have given you a blank look and shrugged and said, I don't care about broom grass. Now, 25% of growers would say that broom grass is their worst weed. Yeah, right. So it is becoming an increasingly severe problem. So you're out of annual ryegrass and broom grass, which is the most competitive then? Well, they're both really tricky weeds. Both weeds will come up with the crop. But as we know, ryegrass has a tiny little pathetic seedling (laughs) with really thin leaves. But barone grass is a really big, vigorous seedling with wide leaves. And by the time your crop's at the half-leaf stage, your barone grass seedlings can be three times taller than it. Oh, that's pretty scary. It is. We're used to thinking of grass as having a slower growth rate, population growth rate, than annual ryegrass because it doesn't set as much seed. And we've got a two-year trial at Wongan Hills at the moment. And what we saw is that last year, when we planted annual ryegrass and brome grass at 100 seeds per metre squared, we had about 65 plants of each come up. 65 plants per metre. Yeah. <laughs> and ryegrass, as you would expect, set a lot of seed. There were over 9,000 ryegrass seeds. Wow. And brome grass only set about 3,000 seeds. So you'd think ryegrass is much worse in terms of weeds. But what we saw in the next year is that we only had about 200 ryegrass seedlings per metre squared compared to about 350 brome grass seedlings per metre squared. And because those brome grass seedlings are so much more competitive than ryegrass, they just swamped the crop. And I couldn't tell you exactly what happened to all those extra annual ryegrass seeds because you'd assume if ryegrass is setting 9,000 seeds, then it would have more seedlings than brome grass. I suspect they were just too tasty. We have a lot of ants and beetles and mice and birds (laughs) all furiously eating weed seeds over summer. And ryegrass seeds are really light. They have a very thin, papery seed coat. 
So they're easy to eat. I think they're just the tastiest, most appealing <laughs> seeds for all those animals. Yeah. Whereas brome grass are a bigger seed, harder seed coat. It's very hard for a really small ant to carry around the brome grass seed. Yeah, definitely. I can imagine a bit too much out of their, their strength spectrum, I guess. Yes. Well, we hear about how strong ants are, but I think a brome grass seed is beyond them. <laughs> so I think we see more of the brome grass seedlings stay in the system, which effectively gives brome grass a faster population growth rate in some areas. Yeah, that's really interesting. And it's changed over time. So I'm not sure if the population growth rate has changed over time. We're seeing brome grass become a more detrimental weed to growers, mm. but I think that's because the species itself is spreading. You have oh. to remember that ryegrass is spread everywhere because we planted it. Yes. Sheep yes. like to eat it and we planted it everywhere mm. and then we got resistance everywhere. Whereas brome grass, because we haven't been planting it for the last couple hundred years, it still needs some time to spread throughout the farming systems as thoroughly as annual ryegrass has done. Yeah, so is brome grass originally... Is it a native to Australia or was it introduced somehow? What was the initial introduction to bone grass into the system? It's not a native species, although I don't actually know where it came from. But it wasn't so, planted like ryegrass was. It wasn't it no, the same. It wasn't deliberately planted pasture species like ryegrass was. So with all of that in mind, how do you manage these weeds, Catherine? Well, the advantage of both these grasses is that they have a fairly short seed bank life. So a couple of hard years of management of brome grass will get it back under control. The best management option is crop rotation, various clear field crops or other herbicide tolerant crops where you can really hit the brome grass hard. With both of these weeds, but especially with brome grass, early control is important because those brome grass seedlings are so vigorous and competitive and Tough. will get out of the ground Tough so cookies. early. <laughs> So if you know you have a big brome grass population, then a good knockdown and good pre-emergent herbicide performance is important. And then rotate to various crops where you can really hit them hard in crop. In terms of harvest weed seed destruction, it is much easier to control annual ryegrass with harvest seed set destruction than brome grass. Brome grass can shed very easily. There's a lot of variation in brome grass shedding. In some years, the seed will all be on the plant at the time of harvest. In other years, the seed will have completely shed or the plants themselves will have lodged onto the ground and you won't be getting them into the harvester. We found in our trial at Wongan Hills last year that there was 60% of seed shed by the time the crop reached maturity and all the seed was shed by the time the crop was actually harvested. But that means that by the time the crop reached maturity, there was still 40% of seeds on the brome grass plant. And killing those 40% of seeds at harvest is still worthwhile. So even if you can't use harvest weed seed destruction on brome every year, it can still be a good option. The key point is to get into those nasty brome grass paddocks as early as possible, as soon as that crop's ready to come off, or consider some swathing methods to keep the seed on the brome grass plants a bit longer but essentially a two-year integrated weed management program can bring both brome and ryegrass under control and the GRDC has really good fact sheets on both these weeds if you're putting together a management program 
There's also the RIM computer program for annual ryegrass management and now for bromegrass management. So you can play around with different management strategies and see what works best on your farm. Definitely, and the RIMS programs are available on the RE website and I'll put links with the podcast to those fact sheets. Thanks very much, Catherine. Thank you, Jess. Great to be here. <laughs>